Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 152 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick, and today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And just a quick update on the hub cities. The update is basically that there is no update. Edmonton and Toronto still consider the front runners to host the Stanley Cup playoffs as of this recording, which is taking place on Thursday morning. But obviously, I will keep an eye on it as this episode progresses. Maybe there will be an update uh, by the end of this episode. You never can tell. So if that does happen, obviously, I will give you guys an update before the episode ends. But the other uh, bit of news here, and... It comes to us from NHL.com's Dan Rosen. It kind of just confirms what I think a lot of us already assumed, and that is that the Rangers will not make a decision on the starting goalie until after camp. Uh, Again, it's nothing all that groundbreaking, and it's probably what a lot of us were expecting, but it is now confirmed the Rangers will use training camp and use some inter-squad scrimmages to determine who will be the starting goalie when the playoffs start against the Carolina Hurricanes. This is, again, all assuming that the NHL goes forward with its return to play plan and that the Stanley Cups do indeed kick off on July 30th, as is currently the plan. So basically, the Rangers have about a month to come to a decision here. And I think it's a good idea to not just, you know, hand the starting reins to anybody. And even from a competitive perspective, I see no reason to tip your hand to the Carolina Hurricanes and give them an entire month to prepare for Shesterkin or to prepare for Lundqvist or to prepare for Georgiev. But uh, this article also includes some quotes from David Quinn. So I'll read them to you guys and let you guys, uh, you know, get an idea of where he's coming from as it pertains to the Rangers starting goalie. So Quinn said, you can make a case for all three guys. There's a lot of reasons to take Shesty, there's a lot of reasons to start Hank, and there's reasons to start Georgie. This is such an uncertain time that will play out over the course of the two and a half weeks that we're going to have before we drop the puck. And then he went on to say a little bit later in the article, I've talked to all these guys and they've been on the ice, especially Georgie and Hank, due to the fact that they've been over in Europe. Shesty has been in New York skating for the last week. We're in a good spot. And then he went on to say... Hank's history factors in, Shesty's season factors in, everything factors in, we're going to consider everything when we make that decision. For every player, the time that we have between when we start practicing and the start of the games is going to be pivotal, but none more so than our goalies. And yeah, I mean, I agree with all these sentiments. I think you let these three goalies compete in practice, compete in some scrimmages, give them all a chance to put their best foot forward and stake their claim to being the starting goalie. I still lead toward Igor Shesterkin. I think the Rangers have really kind of caught lightning in a bottle. And of course, they are 10-2 and in games started by Shesterkin this season. And Shesterkin, you know, ever since being called up from the minors, I understand it's a small sample size, just 12 games, but he has been, as advertised, uh, really just playing some great hockey for the Rangers and obviously playing a huge role in uh, this second half surge that we've seen, this surge that the Rangers have had after the All-Star break, scratching and fighting and clawing their way back into the playoff chase and ultimately now making the playoffs. Obviously, they're helped along by the fact that it's 24 teams, but 
I'm not so sure that they would not have made the playoffs uh, had it just been a typical 16-team playoff tournament. There were some teams in front of the Rangers that were slumping while the Rangers were were really on a roll there right before the season was paused. So maybe we'll do that in a future episode. We'll kind of uh, look to simulate the remaining games on the regular season schedule for the Rangers and try to figure out if indeed they would have gotten into the playoffs if the pandemic had not happened and if we were getting a typical 16-team playoff tournament. But we'll save that for another day. For now, we're going to focus on the goalies. And there are a lot of factors to consider for the Rangers when it comes to naming a starting goalie. And not even just naming a starting goalie, but figuring out how you're going to use all three of these guys throughout the series against the Hurricanes and hopefully throughout a lengthy playoff run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And first of all, like we said, you know, there's been a very long break here. The NHL season was pause after March 11th. So when they come back, that's going to be about a four and a half month break without any actual NHL hockey. And so does that affect any of these goalies in any way? I mean, I might give a slight edge to Lundqvist as far as which goalie is best apt to handle such a lengthy break. Just because Lundqvist is the veteran, he's been around for so long, he's basically seen it all. I mean, none of us have seen anything like this pandemic that's happened. But beyond that, Lundqvist has basically seen it all, basically done it all in the NHL. And plus, he is older now, so he could be one of the players around the league who benefits uh, more than most from having a break here. But is there any reason to think that Georgiev or Shesterkin are going to be adversely affected by this break? Not really, no. I mean... Every player is going to have to shake off some rust, but I don't think that Georgiev or Shesterkin are going to be in any worse of a predicament than really any other goalie in the NHL. But as far as who is most uh, likely to just kind of shake this whole thing off and just shrug it off and, and not really let it bother him or let it affect him that there's been such a lengthy break and that we are diving straight into the playoffs, I would say Lundqvist because he's been a great Stanley Cup playoff performer throughout his career, and he's just been around for so long. Like I said, he's seen it all, he's done it all, and I don't think that this will bother him from a mental perspective. I don't think it's really going to bother Georgiev and Shesterkin either, but I will give Lundqvist a slight advantage in that department. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Another factor to consider, the first round is going to be best of five instead of best of seven. So you have to wonder, could that mean a quicker hook for the starting goalie? Not just for the Rangers, but really with any team in the NHL, because it's only a best of five. You lose three games and you're done. And so there's more on the line in all these games. And you just wonder if that could lead to 
coaches changing goalies a little bit more often, whether in a game or, you know, maybe if a goalie gets lit up in game one, maybe they go to a different goalie in game two. And I don't think the Rangers are any different there because, you know, say they start with Shesterkin and the Rangers lose game one by a score of five to two. What do you do? Do you go back to Shesterkin and just hope that he figures it out? I would imagine that is probably what they would do, and I do think Shesterkin will be the starting goalie. But there's a case to be made. Look, if Shesterkin goes out there and gets, you know, creamed in game one, and I don't think that'll happen, but you never know. If he goes out there and gets creamed in game one, do you then go to Lundqvist for game two, or do you go to Georgiev for game two? Because Best of five, you know, the series can get away from you pretty quick. Uh, best of seven, it's going to be a long series. It's going to be a grinded-out series. Rangers, Hurricanes, I, I don't think anyone thinks it would necessarily be, you know, a four-game sweep if it was a best of seven. So if you lose game one, it's not the end of the world. You don't panic. You probably stick your goalie, your game one starting goalie back out there for game two. Probably. But in a best of five, man, you're, you're staring at a 2-0 hole then if you lose game two. So do you make an adjustment. And if you do make an adjustment, would that be seen as a panic move? These are uh, some interesting questions, and I don't really have all the answers, but I would imagine uh, whoever is named the Rangers starting goalie probably gets to play throughout this series. I don't know that for sure. Who knows? Maybe uh, David Quinn has something else in mind. Maybe he wants to rotate his goalies uh, in the playoffs just as he did in the regular season. I'm still a little bit more in the camp of name a starting goalie and stick with him because I can't remember really the last time a team won a Stanley Cup while rotating their goalies in the playoffs, at least doing it a lot. You know, maybe you have a, a Stanley Cup champion in recent history where the backup goalie got into two or three games or whatever it might be. Maybe there was a game where the starting goalie just didn't have it and he got yanked and the backup goalie went in. But as far as a team to win the Stanley Cup while constantly changing starting goalies night in and night out through every single series— uh, I don't really remember that happening unless I'm just forgetting one. I mean, I'll go I'll go back and I'll look, but yeah, I, I don't remember that happening. So I think you, you really want to come to a firm decision here and just name a starting goalie and just roll with him. The other thing to consider here, this is another option. Now, do you take Henrik Lundqvist's domination over the Hurricanes into consideration here? Because this is a team that he defeated three times this season to continue his career-long domination against the Hurricanes. So do you go with that? Do you just go with the goalie who has the number of the team that you're playing? And that would be Henrik Lundqvist. And there's a case to be made for that. And it's funny because we talked to Jared Ellis and Walker Barrow of Locked on Hurricanes not that long ago. And I asked them because I wanted to get the opposition's perspective. Who would they, who do they expect is going to be in net and who would they least like to see in net? And they both said Henrik Lundqvist to all of that. So... Yeah, I mean, there is there's some consideration to be made for that. You know, the, the, just the fact that Henrik Lundqvist has owned these guys throughout his entire NHL career, and maybe you just stick with what works. It's worked over the years. Maybe it works again here in the playoffs. Does sentimentality creep in at all? Because, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, there's a possibility he could be bought out after the season ends. These could be his last few games as a Ranger. I still think he will be back next season. Probably as Shesterkin's backup, but we'll see. Not going to get into that too deeply today because we talked about that quite a bit in the past. But does does that sentimentality creep in? And, and you just say, you know, this guy, he's a legend with the Rangers. He's had some huge playoff moments over the years. The thing that I always think of, and to me it's his crowning achievement as a Ranger goalie and as a clutch goalie, is the two three-games-to-one series comebacks in back-to-back -back seasons against the Penguins and then against the Capitals because neither one of those, much less both of those comebacks happen if not for Henrik Lundqvist basically just standing on his head and, uh, you know, just... I don't want to say putting the team on his back because it was a team effort, but really being uh, probably the biggest factor why the Rangers were able to complete those comebacks. So 
do you give him one more shot at this? Because, hey, this could very well be his last chance to win a Stanley Cup with the Rangers. And I'll be the first one to admit it is not his best chance to win the Cup with the Rangers, but it is a chance nonetheless because the Rangers are in the playoffs. And you never know what can happen. A goalie gets hot, goes on a run, and this would be the storybook ending of all storybook endings if you put in Henrik Lundqvist and he goes on some epic run in the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Rangers lift the Cup. It would be truly remarkable. But... Having said all that, I still got to go with Shesterkin because I think the Rangers have just kind of caught lightning in a bottle. He Again, he's the guy who's kind of spearheaded uh, this, this second-half surge for the Rangers. He is 10-2. and two. I would say of his 12 starts, 11 of them were anywhere between good and great. And to me, if the Rangers are going to go on some crazy playoff run and one of these goalies is going to just stand on his head and just keep the puck out and just make the Rangers, allow the Rangers to advance past teams that frankly are just better than them, then it's probably going to be Igor Shesterkin. He just has more upside and maybe even a higher floor than any of the other goalies. I think that argument can be made that not only does Shesterkin, I think he clearly has the highest ceiling between the three and he probably has the highest floor as well. So, I mean, to me, Shesterkin's the guy, but yeah, I mean, there there is a case to be made for all three. You know, Henrik Lundqvist, due to his domination against the Hurricanes. Alex Georgiev, just because he has started the most games for the Rangers this season and has played fairly well overall. You know, the Rangers defensively were a little bit of a mess in the beginning of the season, and I think uh, Lundqvist and Georgiev's stats have both suffered as a result of that. But, yeah, I mean, Georgiev, overall, uh, a solid season. He does give the Rangers a chance to win more often than not. But, yeah, my choice is still Shesterkin. I don't think that's going to change, but... You know what? Let's see what happens in training camp here. Maybe one guy really separates from the other two, just stands on his head, and David Quinn and the coaching staff just come to the conclusion that, you know, hey, we, we got to go with this guy. This is this is the guy we got to roll with uh, in the playoffs. So we'll see, and I'm sure this is not the last. We will talk about this again. We still have basically almost a month until the Stanley Cup playoffs start, and again, that's contingent on the Stanley Cup playoffs actually happening, which is a little bit dicey right now with coronavirus, but as of now, the playoffs are on, and we'll just continue to monitor this situation, continue to talk about it on this show going forward. The only other uh, point that I'd like to make here is if the Rangers do go with Shesterkin as a starter, I think you got to go with Lundqvist as the backup. You have him dress on game nights. You want his presence in that locker room. He is still a leader for this team, and if he knows that he's in a backup role and not expected to play, then he might be a little bit more likely to kind of, uh, you know, lend some advice to his teammates to kind of step up and be a little bit more vocal. I mean, Henrik Lundqvist, very much a leader for this team for a lot of years, a lead-by-example kind of guy. But I think with goalies, especially starting goalies, uh, not always the most vocal in the locker room just because they have so much on their plate to begin with. I mean, you... You have a lot going on if you're starting goalie in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I think a lot of times that's left to, you know, the captains, the alternate captains. But if Lundqvist knows that, you know, he's not going to be in the starting lineup, then maybe he's a little bit more vocal in the locker room. And that's not to say that he won't be ready to play because as the backup goalie, you've always got to be ready to have your number called, uh, whether it's due to performance from the starter or an injury to the starter. So I'm sure Lundqvist, you know, will still get himself mentally prepared to go into the game if his number is called. But if he knows he's mostly going to be in that backup role, then maybe he's a little bit more vocal as a leader. And I don't know that for sure. That's just speculation. It's just an idea I want to toss out there. But either way, I really think you want Henrik Lundqvist in that locker room on game night. I did just now have a chance to look up uh, what I was talking about earlier, where what is the last time a team has won a Stanley Cup championship while consistently rotating their goalies throughout the playoffs? And it wasn't quite as long ago as I think, but even this isn't really what I was talking about. So, in 2017, 2016-2017, the Penguins won the Stanley Cup, 
And Marc-Andre Fleury uh, played every game of the first two rounds of that playoff run and then played the first three games of the Eastern Conference Finals, and Matt Murray handled every single game after that. So, yes, they did use two different goalies, but even that isn't really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a case of a team consistently rotating goalies in and out of the lineup. In this case, the switch was made, and it never went back to the way it was before that. So, yeah, uh, not really what I'm talking about here, but as far as a team consistently switching goalies throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs and going on to win the Stanley Cup, I really don't see an example of it in recent history. Something else I've been wanting to do, and we might as well just do this today, is to figure out exactly how many New York Rangers are making their Stanley Cup playoff debut, and even for the ones that have played in the playoffs before, we want to see exactly how much experience they have, because we all know the Rangers, one of the, they are the youngest team in the NHL, and they're going up against uh, you know a fairly young Carolina Hurricanes team, although they did go on a nice run to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I want to kind of compare and contrast uh, these two teams against each other to find out who has the most playoff experience. I would imagine it's the Hurricanes, just because the Rangers have missed the playoffs each of the last two seasons. They are such a young team, and the Hurricanes, like I said, went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and most of that team is back this year. But we're going to find out on both teams, and I don't know the results of this. I'm going to do this live. Um, we're going to find out the results as far as how many players on each team are making their Stanley Cup playoff debut and just even the ones who aren't making their debut, how much overall experience do they have? How many different playoff games have they been in? How many different teams have they gone into the Stanley Cup playoffs as a member of? Things like that. Just kind of getting an idea of which team has the experience advantage. And that's a whole separate debate as far as how much experience means in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I do think it's important. That is why you see teams... Uh, you know, like the Penguins and the Bruins, you know, making runs year after year after year, even the Capitals. I know they've had their issues in the playoffs, but they're always in there. They're always, uh, you know, at least winning one playoff series. And then you get teams in the West, you know, teams like uh, not so much anymore, but for a long time, you know, the Blackhawks and Kings really kind of ruled the Western Conference. And now it kind of seems like it's a new day over there. We could be getting teams like the Avalanche, uh, the Blues, you know, the Predators are always in it. They all haven't always had the most playoff success either, but a lot of times it is these experienced teams that at least win a couple rounds uh, every single year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And so I do find it interesting. And like I said, we're going to kind of compare and contrast here, find out uh, who has the experience advantage, Rangers versus Carolina Hurricanes. Again, I think it's going to be the Hurricanes, but I am curious to find out uh, exactly how much experience the players on both of these teams have. So let's go ahead, dive right into that right now. And I'm going to go ahead and just pick the players that I think are going to be active on game one of the qualifying round Rangers-Hurricanes. And obviously, we don't know that for sure. We don't know who might be a healthy scratch, who might be in the lineup, who might be out of the lineup. There are questions with Brennan Lemieux. Is his suspension going to be put forth for the playoffs, or are they going to save it for the regular season next year? And then obviously, Capo Caco, uh, you know, being a type 1 diabetic, uh, all indications are that he's going to play, and, and we'll see what happens there. But, you know, obviously, nothing set in stone there either. But yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and go with the players that I think are going to be active for both teams uh, when the puck drops for game Game one, assuming we get there, assuming we get to game one and these Stanley Cup playoffs actually do get off the ground. And sometime next week, maybe I'll do a separate episode where I just try to break down everybody who's going to be on the New York Rangers postseason roster. Because right now, the rumor is there's going to be a 31-person roster for the playoffs. Obviously, not all those guys will be active. It'll just be uh, 20 players active on game night, as usual. But obviously, then there will also be some healthy scratches as well. So I'm going to do my best next week to try to predict... Uh, everybody who I think is going to be active for the Rangers, at least a part of the 31-man roster uh, when the playoffs start. But for now, like I said, just going to focus on the players that I think are going to be active on game night. So here we go. 
Let's start with the top line, or at least what I think is going to be the top line for the Rangers in the playoffs. I see no reason to break these guys up. They've been great all season. You've got Mika Zibanejad centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, we'll start with Kreider. He has skated in 77 career Stanley Cup playoff games, obviously every single one of them coming with the Rangers. Uh, Kreider's a mainstay for this team, and it still sounds weird thinking of him as kind of an elder statesman on the team. It doesn't seem like that long ago when he was, you know, one of the fresh faces in the locker room, but now, you know, one of the longest tenured Rangers that they have. And in those 77 games with the Rangers in the postseason, 23 goals and 14 assists. So steady Chris Kreider-like production. And he actually made his NHL debut, if you guys remember, in the Stanley Cup playoffs during the 2011-2012 season with the Rangers. He was still at Boston College when the season, when the playoffs began for the Rangers. And he, in fact, ended his college career by winning an NCAA title at Boston College. And he basically just jumped on board with the Rangers uh, right in the middle of the playoffs. He made his debut in game three of the opening round that year against the Ottawa Senators. But I think Chris Kreider's game plays well in the playoffs. You know, he's a big physical four. He's also very fast. You got to love that combination. And, uh, you know, Kreider, he can be a little bit streaky, but you just hope that when the playoffs start this year, if they start this year, that he can come storming out of the blocks and really be a key cog in, uh, you know, the Rangers' uh, hopes of taking down the Hurricanes and maybe even doing more than that, maybe even making a little bit of a run in the playoffs. So Rangers going to need a strong performance out of one of their very few veterans, one of the very few guys who has uh, significant Stanley Cup playoff experience. Moving on to Mika Zibanejad. Mika has played in 28 Stanley Cup playoff games, and that's actually more than I would have expected for Mika. Uh, the most recent 12 came in his first year with the Rangers three years ago, and he scored two goals and had seven assists during that run. He also scored the game-winning goal in Game 5 of the opening round against the Montreal Canadiens. A big goal there that gave the Rangers a 3-2 series lead and kind of paved the way for them to take down the Canadiens in six games. Uh, he also went to the playoffs twice as a member of the Ottawa Senators didn't really do a whole lot, uh, you know, with the Senators during those two runs. For his career in the playoffs, he has played 28 games and scored four goals and 13 assists. That doesn't seem very overwhelming, but you've got to remember that Mika Zibanejad is a far, far different player now than he was back then. I mean, his game has just grown by leaps and bounds, and he's gotten better every single season that he's been with the Rangers. Where he stands right now, he's a bona fide superstar in this league. So, yeah, his Playoff numbers really are not that impressive, but I see no reason why uh, Mika Zibanejad won't deliver in the playoffs this year for the Rangers and continue to build on what has just been an absolutely phenomenal season and a true breakthrough season, uh, a season where he truly becomes uh, an elite player in this league. Rounding out the top line is Pavel Buchnevich. He has only skated in five Stanley Cup playoff games in his career. That was in the 2016-2017 season with the Rangers, the last time the Rangers were in the playoffs. And he was kind of in and out of the lineup uh, throughout that run. In fact, the Rangers played a dozen playoff games that season, and Buchnevich only dressed for five of them. He had one assist in those five games. You can't read too much into it. I mean, that's a ridiculously small sample size, and his ice time back then uh, certainly was not what it is now, you know, skating on the Rangers' top line. His role on the Rangers has grown by leaps and bounds since then. I know Buchnevich can be a little bit of a polarizing uh, player on the Rangers amongst fans, but facts are facts. He, he plays a much larger role now than he did then, and they're going to need him to step up and perform in the playoffs because, like I said, much bigger role this time than the last time the Rangers were in the playoffs for Buchnevich. Moving on to the second line, you've got Ryan Strom centering Artemi Panarin and Jesper Foss. Once again, I see absolutely no reason to break up this line. They've been absolutely tremendous this season, and Artemi Panarin has really elevated the game of both Strom and Faust. 
Panarin in his career has played in 27 Stanley Cup playoff games. Obviously, this will be his first trip to the playoffs with the Rangers. But in those 27 playoff games, Panarin has basically just been Panarin. He's got nine goals and 17 assists in those 27 games. So basically a point per game. And uh, 11 of those games came as a member of the Blackhawks. Obviously, then he moved on to the Blue Jackets. 16 playoff games with the Blue Jackets. And he really went off last year in the postseason and obviously played a tremendous role in the Blue Jackets scoring uh, that stunning opening round upset of the Lightning. Not just an upset, but a sweep. Uh, You know, the Lightning just have the tremendous regular season and the Blue Jackets just sweep them right out of the playoffs. But in 10 playoff games last year for Panarin, he had five goals and six assists. So Ranger fans, you know, fingers crossed that he can pick up right where he left off. And I see no reason why he won't do that. Uh, Ryan Strom has skated in 15 career Stanley Cup playoff games, all with the New York Islanders. He has three goals and five assists in those games. But uh, this will be Strom's first trip to the playoffs since the 2015-2016 season. So hopefully, uh, you know, obviously not a tremendous amount of playoff experience there, but hopefully him and Panarin can just pick up where they left off because Strom has really benefited probably more than any single player on the Rangers from Artemi Panarin uh, being added in free agency this offseason. And then you've got Jesper Foss. And Foss, 39 career Stanley Cup playoff games, all with the Rangers. That's more than I would have expected for Foss as well. But again, it's kind of the same thing with Kreider. You forget how long these guys have, have been part of the Rangers. And, you know, Foss throughout his career, those 39 games in the playoffs, six goals and eight assists, not an overwhelming total, but with Foss, it's not really about the scoring. It's about that hustle and that grit and, you know, playing every shift like it's your last. He does that even in the regular season. He does it in the playoffs as well. And who knows, you know, maybe uh, playing alongside Panarin, uh, Foss will get a little bit of an uptick in scoring in the playoffs this season. That has been the case in the regular season. Maybe it'll be the case in the playoffs as well. So with the top six fours, everybody has at least some playoff experience. So not looking too shabby, but you look at the bottom six, and this is where it changes dramatically because the third line I have penciled in right now, uh, Philip Heedle centering Brennan Lemieux and Capo Caco. Philip Heedle was injured uh, before the season was paused, but sounds like he will be back for the playoffs. And then you've also got Brennan Lemieux and Capo Caco. Zero combined playoff games for all three of these players. It's funny with Lemieux because I thought maybe he would have played in a few playoff games with the Jets, but that is not the case. And in fact, Lemieux only spent a season and a half in Winnipeg before being dealt to the Rangers. So I just I thought Lemieux was there with the Jets longer than he actually was. But uh, be that as it may, zero playoff games for Lemieux, zero for Filipino, zero for Capo Caco. And then you move down to the fourth line, and right now I have it as... Brett Howden centering Philip DiGiuseppe and Julian Gauthier. And guess how many playoff games for this group? Yeah, zero. No playoff games for any of these guys. I had Stephen Fogarty and Greg McKay just barely missing the cut. Maybe they'll be healthy scratches on most game nights. You know, Fogarty just played in a handful of games. McKay played in a, a solid amount of games with the Rangers this season. But I just think if everybody's healthy, uh, he might be one of the odd men out. That's not set in stone. Maybe Philip DiGiuseppe is an odd man out. Maybe even Brett Howden is an odd man now, although the Rangers seem to have stuck with him all season, so I don't know that that would change for the playoffs. But uh, Greg McKaig, if he does get in there, has played in 15 career Stanley Cup playoff games, 14 of those coming last year with the Hurricanes. Uh, but right now, I don't have him uh, dressing on game night. Uh, again, he just missed the cut along with Stephen Fogarty. So moving on to the blue line, looking at the six Ranger defensemen who in all likelihood will be active for every single Ranger playoff game. We will start with Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren. They're both rookies, both very promising rookies. Adam Fox in position to make a run at Rookie of the Year. And Ryan Lindgren, you know, a guy who's kind of burst onto the scene and given Ranger fans more than you would have thought this season. But facts are facts. They're both rookies. Neither one of them have played in the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
So no career Stanley Cup playoff games for what will likely be the Rangers' top defense pairing. And I know Fox and Lindgren will typically be presented as, you know, the third defense pairing, but let's be honest, they have been the best Ranger defense pairing all season. And I would imagine in the playoffs uh, that they will see more ice time than anybody. And and maybe not Lindgren so much just because he's not going to be out there on the power play, but as far as regular strength time, Fox and Lingren have got to see more ice time than anybody else because they've been the best defense pairing for the Rangers all season. I mean, I would make that argument. I You could maybe argue for a different pairing, but to me, they've been the most consistent. I think they complement each other very well, and I think you just want to be able to put your best foot forward in the playoffs, especially against a team like the Hurricanes, uh, you know, who have that high-powered top line of Svechnikov, Aho and Teravainen. And I just think you want to have your best defenseman out there uh, to match up with those guys. Then you've got the pairing of Brennan Smith and Jacob Truba. Brennan Smith has skated in 39 career playoff games, two goals and eight assists. But again, it's not about scoring when it comes to Smith. It's about being a rock-solid stay-at-home defenseman and just a reliable veteran. Uh, I singled him out in a recent episode as someone who could be something of an X-factor for the Rangers in the playoffs. He has played in 12 playoff games as a Ranger. Again, all of those coming in 2016-2017. And he also played in 25 playoff games as a member of the Detroit Red Wings before everything really went south for that franchise. But yeah, one of the more experienced Ranger blue liners as far as the playoffs are concerned, second in fact only to Mark Stahl. As for Jacob Truba, 27 career playoff games, all coming with the Winnipeg Jets, two goals and four assists. You might expect more assists from Truba, you know, in 27 games, only four. That doesn't really seem like a whole lot, but, you know, at least he has some playoff experience with the Winnipeg Jets, and hopefully uh, that comes into play and works to his advantage with the Rangers. The final defense pairing, Mark Stahl and Tony D'Angelo. Mark Stahl has skated in 104 career playoff games. Tony D'Angelo will be making his Stanley Cup playoff debut. Stahl in those 104 games has six goals and 13 assists. And Stahl, another one of those guys, he's got to step up as a veteran on this team. And I'm not expecting all-star level production. I don't think any Ranger fan should be expecting all-star level production from Mark Stahl. But he has to step in there and at least play solid hockey for the Rangers. He can't go out there and be a liability. He's got to be a team leader. He's been here before. He knows what it's like to go on a deep playoff runs with this team. And, uh, you know, he's a veteran player. He's had some injuries over the years. He's blocked an ungodly amount of shots, and you have to respect him for that. But hopefully he benefits from this break a little bit and just comes back ready to go and plays some some solid hockey for the Rangers. And then that just leaves the goalies, and I think it's going to be Igor Shesterkin and Henrik Lundqvist active on game nights. We talked about that quite a bit today, so there's no reason to go really into too much detail. But in case anybody's wondering, 128 career playoff games for Henrik Lundqvist. So obviously uh, more playoff experience than any player on the Rangers. But out of those 20 players that I think will be active, we have a grand total of 10 making their Stanley Cup playoff debut. So exactly half of the active roster, if it ends up being these 20 players, and there's no guarantees, but if if the Rangers end up going with these 20 players, 10 of them, exactly half the roster making their Stanley Cup playoff debut, That is amazing. It will be a long, long time before we as Ranger fans ever see anything like this again because all these guys are going to make their debut and hopefully a lot of them become mainstays on the Rangers. That's just wild. That's just wild. Half the team making their Stanley Cup playoff debut. And as for the 10 Ranger players who do have postseason experience, uh, they combined for 483 career Stanley Cup playoff games. So now let's turn our attention to the Hurricanes. I'm not going to go into as much detail here. I'm basically just going to zip through it and tell you guys exactly how many playoff games all these players have competed in for the Hurricanes. 
We'll start with the top line. Andrei Svechnikov, nine playoff games. Sebastian Ajo with 15. Tevu Teravainen with 40. Second line, Warren Fogel with 15. Vincent Trocek with two. Martin Nikas will be making his Stanley Cup playoff debut. You move to the third line, Brock McGinn with 15. Jordan Stahl with 88. Justin Williams with 155. Nearly two seasons worth of hockey in the playoffs. It's just crazy. And that's where it's kind of different between the Hurricanes and Rangers. The, the bottom six of the Hurricanes, that's where all the experience is. With the Rangers, it's more the top six that have, has the experience. But anyway, fourth line, Nino Niederreiter, 54, Ryan Dezingle with 24, and Jordan Martinook with 10 Stanley Cup playoff games. Moving on to the defense pairings, Joel Edmondson with 49, Jacob Slavin with 15, Hayden Fleury with 9, Brady Shea with 17, Dougie Hamilton with 38, Sammy Vatanen with 44, and then the goalies, Peter Morazic, 22 career Stanley Cup playoff games, and James Reamer with 8. And that's just who I think is going to be active on game night for the Hurricanes, you never know. And so the thing that really stands out to me here is 10 New York Rangers making their Stanley Cup playoff debut, just one player on the Hurricanes making his Stanley Cup playoff debut. And as far as total games played for the Hurricanes, these 20 players have combined for 629 games worth of Stanley Cup playoff experience. The Rangers players have just 483 total combined games of Stanley Cup playoff experience. So make of that what you will. Clearly, Carolina has the experience advantage. The thing that really jumps out to me here, though, is just the fact that the Rangers have 10 players making their postseason debut. The Canes have just one. So it's really going to be trial by fire for these young Rangers, but it's also going to be a lot of fun. It'll be great to see these guys competing in postseason action. And experience advantage or no experience advantage, I still like this matchup for the Rangers. You can't look past what the Rangers have done against the Hurricanes. Not only this season going 4-0 against Carolina, but the past couple of seasons as well. Again, the Rangers 10-2 and against the Canes in their last 12 matchups. So we'll see what happens. I just thought this would be an interesting comparison, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.